दिस इज अज लॉन्ड्री पॉडकास्ट वेलकम टू एन एल हफ्ता भारत माता की जय सारे बोलो भारत माता की जय यस मनीषा हिंदुस्तान जिंदाबाद मयंक मैं ठीक हूँ मैं ठीक हूँ ओके फाइन सो वेलकम टू द हफ्ता हुएवर ऑन द पैनल रिफ्यूज टू से इट आनंद डेड and bloody uh, anti nationals all of you but the rest of you anti nationals are welcome on the hafta uh we have a guest from bombay today he's in bombay right now mayank shekhar hi mayank hi bharat mata ki jai i like how he snuck that in now <laughs> just in case <laughs> just in case so abhinandan not only, not only did you not say bharat mata ki jai huh. you also said bombay twice I said Bharat Mata ki jai. No, after that you said Bombay. After that I said Bombay, but one cancels out the other. Criminal offences. <laughs> but okay, uh, jai Maharashtra first. <laughs> okay, fine. So Mayank is a film critic. Uh, well, I am familiar with him. Those of you who watch films, of course, have watched his critiques of various films. He is a journalist and an author. He has worked at the Mumbai Mirror, Midday, and Hindustan Times as a national cultural editor. In 2006, he was awarded the first Ramnath Gayak okay, Award. Okay, this is all from Wikipedia. Yeah, this is like ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> this is from my research team. <laughs> yeah, which is Wikipedia. <laughs> from Ramnath Gayak, and his new book is called Name, Place, Animal, Thing. Is that on Wiki that as well? That is not on Wikipedia. I'm reasonably certain. Really? And what about this? He runs a website called the W14.com. The W14.com is true. Uh, I, I hope it's on Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, is it? The rest is not true. Which one is not true? No, it's not true. I don't know. Oh. I mean, it's just like not a accurate description. I don't know. Okay. It's just a very embarrassing thing to hear, which is which is just a sentence from Wikipedia. That's all. <laughs> And here in the studio we have Anand. Hi, Anand. Hello. We have Deepanjana in Bombay. Hi, Deepanjana. Hi. We have award-winning journalist number two, Manisha. Yay. Number one, who is? Number one is Mayank from oh, Wikipedia. Oh, okay. 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 अच्छा न्यूज लॉन्ड्री में ओके फाइन या यस अवार्ड विनिंग ये शी जस्ट वन अ लार्जली अवार्ड कंग्रेचुलेशंस थैंक यू सो मच सो वी हैव अ होल बंच ऑफ स्टफ टू डिस्कस टुडे आई विल जस्ट गो ओवर इट क्विकली यू नो द मोहन भागवत्स मॉफ्ड इमेजेस हैव गॉट टू गाइस अरेस्टेड जनरल ऑफ द आरएसएस सेड होमोसेक्सुअलिटी शुड बी क्रिमिनलाइज्ड बिकॉज़ दे आर ओनली साइको देन द होल भारत माता की जय कंट्रोवर्सी द Punjab and Haryana water battle in which Mr. Arvind Kejriwal has gotten got himself <laughs> embroiled in it, and um, then the ZTV former producer has written for the caravan, uh, and finally the Shakti Man, the horse that was battered and bruised in battle mm. with the, the BJP. We'll discuss all that, but before that, uh, Mayank, let me come straight to you. Mm. I haven't read your book yet. Uh, the launch is still to happen. Yeah, the launch on the thirty-first of this month. Okay. Um, that's the formal launch. I mean, it's already been out for a while now, about three, four weeks. So, ho- so hopefully, by yeah. the time it's launched, we would have read it. But you, it's a critique of pop culture in which you have also critiqued the news media. Is that right? Uh, not so much news media. No, there is an element of television, hmm. uh, social media. Yes, uh, hmm. Twitter, of course, Facebook. uh you know there's movies uh, to start with mm-hmm. uh but like i mean there are references here and there i think there's a piece on pakistan where there's like a lot of reference to how news media covers pakistan not i mean from here of course and then now the pakistan pakistani media covers uh, covers india because i used to be a bit of a binge watcher of all those shows uh, from you know dawn news and things like that so there's an element of that but not a one particular piece encompassing news media in one go no All right so Mayank next question hmm. how does does cinema or since you've been a film critic and have been following cinema closely does film follow um you know society or is it the other way around chicken came first or the egg uh, are we infl- you know it really it really depends on what exactly we're talking about i think in certain areas hmm. i do believe that a lot of people were influenced by films Uh, and it's, it should not be understated. Hmm. 
for instance, fashion, I think I think a lot of people follow fashion through the films they watch. It could even be a haircut that a particular movie star has. But it's, it's stuff like like our approach towards women. I think films have a very strong role to play in terms of how we approach love, romance, or the or the opposite gender. Uh, because the ones watching it very young age, it's not that you're going to learn it from your parents anyway. And the people around you are pretty clueless themselves with their mm. your age. So you know you get a, I get a good sense of exactly how to approach. The opposite gender, but then the larger things in terms of the politics of the world uh, as we perceive it, I think we get a lot of it from the world around us rather than films. I think films tend to reflect that far more than uh, in fact, the agenda. I read an article, I think it was in the Slate, that said that the problem with the millennial generation is that they, because they get access to porn so early, the idea of sex comes from porn. What they understand of what sex should be like is from porn. Hmm. That's why it's really warped. I don't know if that's true, but anyway, I just thought. I mean, I think that's we all got a lot of young people. Really. I mean, yeah, uh, but our generation was still images, wasn't it? There wasn't any of the violence that you see. Okay, so uh, Anand, what do you want to go with first before we come back to Mayank? Because yeah, I mean, we will come back to Mayank on the because you are a area expert on the Rithik Kangana battle. Yeah, the ah, look, I know everything about that. <laughs> <laughs> Which I will, t I will have you know, all you people laughing. It was the prime debate on Times Now yesterday, just before Arnab's show. Just it was saying. also front page in a lot of the Bombay papers. Yeah, no, front page in Delhi papers also. Files was the headline. Yeah. So Anand, what do you want to go with first? Yeah, but I mean, first of all, let me just say, just because Abhinandan has become a millionaire lately, he's forgotten, but. When the corporates pay, oh, oh are yeah. when people pay, people are served. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> on hafta, angrez apna lagan aur news on re apna hafta kabi nahi chhodte. And this podcast is produced by Karthik, who resents the fact that Mayank, you think he got his research from Wikipedia. He says he got it from many sources. <laughs> like Wikipedia again. <laughs> lots of in it. So Anand, what do you want to go with first? Yeah, maybe we can start with Bharat Mata Ki Jai. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yes, I saw the debate. I was dismayed that it was on every channel. That's all that was being discussed. What do you think, Anand? I think it's uh, to start off with, it was obviously a ploy by OAC, Mr. OAC. Uh, Taslima Nasreen's basher, mm. uh, uh, you know, and the way he said it, it was very obvious that he's trying to create a controversy and, you know, I mean, obviously people fell for it. Having said that, I think it is absolutely appalling and quite possibly the sign of the times, by times I mean the sign of the last couple of decades, mm. um, that, you know, people have started and it started with Congress NCP uh, uh, kind of making a law that one must stand for the national, one must sing the national anthem after, um, at, at the beginning of the movie or at the start, at the end of the movie, I'm not very sure. Beginning. In the beginning. At, at the beginning of the movie and such ridiculous things as that. I mean, why would anybody, for heaven's sake, force anyone to sing or to say anything? And least of all, a national anthem or Bharat Mata Ki Jai. And be removed from the assembly. Yes, and... And you know what's, what's quite interesting about that? film watching National Anthem Connection is that increasingly it's just being used as a publicity plank for an upcoming release. Yes. Really? So how does yeah. that work? So Sorry. For example, hmm. it's the upcoming, for example, the recent release was Jai Gangadhar, right? Hmm. Yeah. So the anthem that was being played in multiplexes was Priyanka Chopra and Prakasha dressed as police people hmm. uh, with a few other people also dressed as police saluting and singing the national anthem. It's entirely publicity for that Are you film. serious? So and they're not the only ones to do it. Everyone does it so now. Even the, so even national anthem and such things have become a bit of a circus. That's and quite this MIM MLA who hmm. was suspended hmm. In fact, the support for his suspension came from Congress, Congress as well as well. Congress, NCP, BJP, yes. Shiv Sena, all these MPs yes. got together yeah. and kind of ghiraud so these guys see, and said, say Bharat. Yeah. So this is what I mean. I mean, they've actually got a, a leader of the vanguard in BJP, which obviously, you know, specializes in this kind of uh, appalling so behavior. Hmm. And all the other people just, you know, join in and kind of blend in. And in fact, I remember when Uma Bharti and Digvijay Singh were going head to head in Madhya Pradesh, <clears throat> I think about 15 years ago. Not 15, sorry, 10 years ago, uh, when the election happened and Digvijay Singh lost, Uma Bharti was really cashing in on the whole Hindutva agenda. 
and Digvijay Singh followed suit on that, you know, with the whole is temple me any yoga is yoga is temple ko hum, because that that worked, and which is why I find Congress very dangerous because unlike BJP, who you know what you're dealing with, you know this is what they believe in. Right. Congress will believe in whatever is convenient at the time. And that's really dangerous. This completely highlighted their, the cynicism with which they play politics. Because we know what Oasis is about. And I don't really I don't really know if he was trying to create a controversy. It was just his RSS, he has to give it back to them. So he said and whatever I, he had I, to I say. The, the, the He's to Congress, his constituency, yeah. which is the Hyderabad, you know, Hyderabad, Charminar. And know, he said, Main whatever, Hindustan Zindabad, Bulunga, Bharat Mataki. You know what whatever I find? Sorry, Mayank, you want to weigh in on yeah. that? How, how, yeah. how does. Okay. Hmm. So my question here is because Anand mentioned that uh, this has been going on for the past you know, two decades and I mean, but do you not think that in the past two years particularly, and is it because we are just all on social media and getting a certain perception of how people, uh, you know, and what their views are, this whole binary idea of nationalism, whether you say, if you don't say Bharat Mata Ke Jai, you are less of a nationalist or not at all, you anti-national as it were, do you not, do you not see this as something very recent and, and the fact that it's spreading almost like an epidemic or, or, has, or do we continue to believe that it's always been there and that it's only being expressed louder now. Um, and, you know, why should BJP go scot free on, given that they are the government, the Congress has nothing to do with what's going on currently. I mean, I mean, there was a question asked to Amit Shah at the India Today conclave, and uh, Varun Grover, the stand-up comedian, he had, you know, he asked, that, you know, in, in Islam, they do have a problem with idol worship, and that's the reason they'd rather say Jai Hind than say Bharat Mata Ke Jai, and would you have a problem with that? Hmm. And Amit Shah said, yes, I do have a problem with that. Yeah, I, I think saw, that's a problem. I saw that. Uh, yeah, Anand. No, I mean, uh, Mayank, you're absolutely right. I mean, as I said, we know where the BJP constituency and the BJP people come from. I mean, they, they're like hardliners in this respect. In most respects, they are. But in, in this respect, they are. Hmm. But the fact is that, uh, you know, what, I, what I'm trying to say is that once you make a law, you see, I mean, for example, once you make, make a law, for example, uh, 66, 60, the ITX 66, or the sedition law, mm. or you know, you you have the clause two in the constitution. No matter how much vociferously somebody panders to bigotry or something, the fact mm. remains that the law is there for someone to come and exploit it. You see, I mean, people have not removed that law. So of course, I blame the BJP for. But you know, we know, we know that this is their USP. That they, you know, they, they try and do this every time they come come to power, and in all states they come to power. But. And, well, and, and let me also say, you know, add this, the, the saddest part of this is that it has vitiated the atmosphere so much that, for example, I mean, I, I have no hesitation in saying Bharat Mata Ki Jai. I love Vande Matram. According to me, it is probably mm. the most beautiful song ever written, ever composed, and uh, the national anthem as well. But I am not for these songs, A, to be forced upon people, and B, if you look at all the national anthems, I mean, for heaven's sake, if you look at the German national anthem, Deutschland above all else, you know, over all else, each one of them panders to this nationalistic, patriotic kind of a thing. I mean, and, you know, the Brits go as far as a saying that may the Queen reign over us, mm. you know. So they're like propagating serfdom, for heaven's sake. But uh, the whole point is these national anthems exist for some odd reason or the other. People, people across nationalities, across 200 nations, they somehow feel there is a need for such songs. And, you know, people love to sing it. I think but, there's a, I mean, I can understand why that's important. I think there's a sense of community, like, you know, under a flag. Ek it's ke niche. tribalism. It is, so, but it is. but essentially, we are tribal. You know, I mean, there's a great TED talk on how Facebook grew as a tribe, tribe by tribe. Even the biggest IT companies, the first cap, the first people they capture in the market is their tribe. And their tribe but, will take I mean, it forward. Right now, I'm, in fact, I got a lot of flack of this, uh, for this. Uh, I'm trying to write an article, I told Manisha, this on this tribalism and mm. nationalism, looking at it from a science perspective and evolutionary mm. perspective. And it is actually anti-science. Really? I mean, the humanity would suffer uh, when people become nationalists. Interesting. So, Sorry, you I were mean, saying something. Was it Dipanjana, uh, Mayank? No, my question uh, really was, this whole idea of Bharat Mata, as in this country having a female form, uh, almost like an idol and a, and a human form, and that's the one that we worship. When did this start and when it become so mainstream that one needs to even discuss whether we're going to necessarily worship a, a figure that's been drawn that's supposed to be the mother who's actually this country, which is 
you know, which is now becoming more and more, seeming more and more like a religion in the first place. Is there, is there a history to it? And is, do we, like, do we go back in time to see exactly who drew what Mother India really looks like? But that would be interesting Mostly to go... a metaphor. I mean, for example, I mean, you know, no, but I think what is asking, fatherland. Yeah, but the first time, who drew it? Like, you know, that even that Bharat Mata image that was behind right. Anna during the... I think it's the... to do with the 1905, uh, you know, Bengal partition during that time and Anand Mutt. Uh, you know, when the, the novel was written right. from which Vande Matram mm. came. Yeah, you know, I think the point. most worrying thing about this is the the mainstreaming of it. You know, while they were, there'll always be those people who'll be, you know, shouting about this. But when you have lawmakers, and we call legislators and parliamentarians lawmakers because they make our laws. When they st oh. say stuff like, Agar nahi bolega, and you know, what, when you, uh, what you said about Amit Shah uh, Mayank, I watched his interview at the conclave. Hmm. And according to me, anyone who watched that full interview, if they had any illusion about what the BJP wants to do or what they're about, it should be shattered. He was unembarrassed, unambiguous in what their agenda is. And what worried me more was an audience full of the rich and famous of the country applauded each applauding. time. Applauding yeah. each time he said, we'll crush anyone who does it, we'll crush anytime he does that. That is when I think our country is in deep trouble. And while such people have always existed, Today they call the shots and the, and, and the trendsetters and the rich and famous society applaud those shots. I think that is the first step towards the worst that we can think and it is a very dangerous step. So are you saying the big problem here is that we don't have an opposition and certainly not in, in politics to oppose this vehemently or strongly enough for, or, or you know, sure it's become mainstream but, but who, who counters it and that there is no counter to these and they get away, you know. Calling people anti-national because someone didn't say Bharat Mata ki jai. Is that what is that what the worry is? I think it no. My worry is that it exists. I never thought it could happen in India, hmm. uh, but I see it happening. Uh, my bet always was that it could never happen in a country like India. Right. Uh, I see people who I've known for you know decades suddenly display signs of bigotry that I never thought they'd display. Uh, I was uh, I was yesterday at uh, the Delhi Gymkhana Club. With a uh, you know bunch of eight to ten people from public schools, the finest public schools, some would say, uh, I don't necessarily endorse that from the country and all Latin Delhi people. And one of them, who's just come back to India after 25 years in investment bank in New York, said the reason that America grew was because of McCarthyism, and we should just pick up anyone who's left and throw them in the prison. In sabko crush karo, and others nod in agreement as they sipped their you know black label. And I was like, you are like, you know, Doon School educated, NYU, investment bank, listen to yourself, you sound like a primitive twerp. Are they invested in the system? Are they invested in the country or do they live abroad? Well, he's back now, but what I'm saying is, it's not, he's just one. There are many but like Abhinandan, that. I think the irony is that it is actually the left who instigated 60,000 political murders, hmm. you know, in Bengal, as we all very well know. Hmm. In fact, it was uh, accepted on the floor of the House, Bengal Assembly, some parts of it. Uh, but you make a very valid point. And the other thing is, I think... No, what, oh, what, sorry, I'll just finish. What I'm saying is, I can't remember a time where someone could say something like this unselfconsciously and not worry about being judged. You could not say stuff, you could not leave stuff on your Facebook wall that these Muslims, man, they are a pain in the ass. Why do we let them in? And that is certainly new. That's that is new. And these are people I've known for decades. They never said this earlier. So I... I refuse to believe that this has... I have never seen a, such a display with the confidence that it will be accepted in society. Till now, I've never seen it. I think if I can just add to that, uh, you know, one thing that you're quite right, there is bigotry. And it may appear, uh, uh, you know, with, uh, with ample reason that bigotry has increased. But I would say is, uh, what I would add to that is that, you know, when lakhs of people poured on uh, demanding the head of Kamlesh Tiwari when Matrabhumi had to apologize, you know, for uh, you know the remark that they had made on Prophet Muhammad. There is bigotry on all sides, so it's not that somebody is instinct. I think we are by our very nature bigoted people. <laughs> Prob I don't know. I don't want to go as far, but I'm saying that we, uh, you know, uh, what explains it except uh, the fact that we're not very open to uh, a lot of other cultures. We're very insular. We're very bigoted in uh, you know in in the sense that you know. We just go on and say what we want to say. And it is a fact that because BJP government is in power, uh, all the nonsense that is uttered 
against a particular religion, let's say Islam, you know, is amplified. But the point is that there is a lot of nonsense that is uttered against all religions, you see, which kind of takes a backseat when BJP is in power. And, uh, you know, it's probably... My, my, um, uh, Dipanjana, you want to weigh in? You have been spoken in a while. I'm a little, I'm not entirely convinced by uh, what I am hearing of Anand's argument that, uh, that you know, it's, it's just always been there. I don't think it's always been there. I think when you sort of encourage it in one segment of society, that is naturally going to spread to others. Then it becomes like a, a sort of chain reaction. So and I think we're, we're seeing, we're seeing the... We're seeing the quick effects of it being permissible to be bigoted. Hmm. Not just permissible, it's encouraged. Hmm. You can belong. And when you, when you find that encouragement in one sphere, then you respond with that similar kind of vitriol from the other side, naturally. And that's what we are, you know, that's what our everyday debate is turning out to be. Right. But maybe that's also because on what we focus, because while Amit Shah said whatever he did at the India Today conclave, you also had the PM speaking at a World Sufi conference yesterday, talking about how Islam is about non-violence, talking about how, you know, he made the statement about 99 names of Allah and none of them talk of violence. He also said that you need to include Sufism in textbooks so that, you know, that's one way of achieving peace or, you know, creating social harmony, which I think was pretty remarkable. And I had a friend who attended the conference and she was saying that, you know, he he really knew what he was talking about in terms of Sufi literature. I mean, he'd done his homework. So, and BJP has always had this, uh, you know, one person being the hardliner, the second in command, like you had Atal who was nice and sweet talking everyone and you had Advani making these, you know, macho statements. Similarly, you have, I think Modi's trying to be more of a peace hmm. snick. So, I just and think it's a sign of times that at a time when you're... Nice face was Atal. Today you're saying the nice face is Modi. Tomorrow <laughs> nice face will be Amit Shah. <laughs> and Tugardia or whatever. But you know, if you go back to... <laughs> but then, also, but so, but I, I think it's important to... At the conclave again, you had um, Dr. Treya saying that uh, homosexuality is not all bad. It's a personal thing and we I have no um, you know, beef against it. Haha, <laughs> beef. Hmm. But anyway... Ah. Um, and then, literally within hours, it turns out that his personal sentiment is something completely different when he's on Twitter. It was backpedaling of, you know, the kind of speed and, that I haven't seen in a long time. So, the, the good space or the so-called open-minded space is for a certain forum, for a certain platform. And then it disappears quite quickly. Yeah, I, th uh, I think Anand has something to say on that. Uh, we'll just come back to you, Mayank, after this, because uh, from this, I want to go on to the other primetime debate, which was the Ritik Kangana. Anand. Yeah, I mean, about, uh, you know, Dipanjana mentioned about the homosexuality thing, and I think it's, I mean, people just fell for it, hmm. uh, possibly because this gentleman, Datta, Datta Treya Hosable, hmm. who in uh, previously, two years ago, in fact, I wrote a piece on this, he actually warned Hindus mm. to produce, start producing more children mm. to kind of address the imbalance in the population, saying that the minorities, the population is exploding. And I, I request the elite Hindus, these are, these are his words, elite Hindus mm. to junk this two-child policy and produce like, you know, rabbits. That's my paraphrasing of the thing. <laughs> so it's the same guy. So yesterday he says homosexuality is not criminal. I mean, the, should, the, not be criminal. should not be criminal. He's stuck to that, hmm. which is, I suppose you can say, if, if at all one is permitted to say good news amongst RSS, it's probably good news. <laughs> yeah. But today then he says, you know, he brackets that with homosexuality is not a crime, but socially immoral act in our society, hmm. which is what the church says, by the way. The hmm. Vatican says homosexuality is not a crime, but it's a sin. Hmm. And the uh, Muslim, I mean, uh, mullahs also say the same thing. And he says, no need to punish but to be treated as a psychological case. So let me put it to Mr. Hoshabale. Hmm. The only psychological case I can see, you know, f far from miles is this guy. Right. Okay. Because uh, there's nothing worse than, I mean, you can have your opinion. Mm -hmm. The point is a law, a law cannot be based on just your mere opinion because hmm. then it becomes a bad law. Hmm. A law should be based on reasoning and a law such as this 
you know, where it affects the society. And human values. Basic human human values, values should be based on the progress that the science has made on the subject. So when the science tells you that homosexuality is absolutely natural, is nothing sinful about it, not only that, I mean, you know, genetic study says that genes on uh, pericentromic chromosomes 8 and XQ28 influence the development of male sexual orientation. There, it is epigenetically proven that homosexuality is not unnatural. Uh, you know, and then you have these people supposedly, uh, uh, you know, on the uh, supposedly trying to influence the government, uh, trying to say homosexuality is a sin psychological. and you know, psychological thing. And Swami says it's a disease. Yeah, although uh, I, I would just like to make one small distinction. Uh, and I had a uh, panel discussion on this a couple of years ago where I had someone from, uh, you know, an Islamic outfit. I've, I've interviewed a gentleman from the Jamaat-e-Islami on this as well. And I forget the other uh, gentleman, uh, the mullah who had come. Uh, he was a very senior priest. or I think mullah is the technical term for their priest. There was a... So I don't want to bracket everyone as the same. And all the ones I've, you know, interviewed from the Islamic organizations, their position is not the same as the church. There was, you know, uh, Father, what's his name, who had come? I'm so bad with names. Uh, you know, he was on every panel, the one in the beard. Father Dominic? Dominic. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so he had someone from Baba Ramdev. So, you know, the Baba Ramdev lady said, Beta, tu aja hamare ham tujhe theek kar denge, you know, to the, uh, to the gay gentleman on our panel. The Father Dominic said, we don't approve, but we, like the Pope said, who are we to judge? The Islamic scholar said, uh, it isn't allowed in India, but you should be stoned to death. What? what I'm saying is, it is not the same. So let's not, again, just let's not pander to one, let's not pander to the other. All the Islamic organizations who I've spoken to, they said, if we had our way, the Sharia would prevail and he would be stoned to death. So on that, I, I would definitely say Christianity and you know maybe the new improved RSS are not exactly in but the I same mean, I, I, I would like to add a little bit to this and I'd, I'd like to bring it Arun Shori as well. You know, I'm supposedly, and no doubt about it, an uh, intellectual. Hmm. But this is, this is where I feel that, you know, society starts pandering to these people who kind of, uh, you know, carrot and stick, employer carrot and stick policy. So while at the same, you can't be a little bit pregnant. Hmm. I mean, it is, it is appalling to say that two uh, consenting adults are doing something which is bad they need psychological help, but at the same time, they're not criminal. I mean, that is disgusting. Yeah, but I don't think it's the same so, thing as saying they should be stoned to death. I think there's a of difference. Of course, of yes. course. So, yeah. I mean, but I think that has to be to dealt what with. Shori, someone like Shori said, who's the darling of, you know, a lot of people. In fact, Madhu Trehan interviewed him in the Bangalore Literature Festival, and he was so blasé about it, it was so appalling. He said, well, you know, homosexuals who are doing in the camera, they don't do it. If criminal is 377, they are doing it inside. I this is the kind of extent of you know wisdom these people have. So let me call, let me ask Arun Shori. In, when emergency was on, you could have done whatever you uh, you know did uh, between closed door. Why did you have to protest? Right. So you know this is the national discourse we have. So it's unfortunate, but moving on, let's get to Mayank. Yesterday, Mayank, other than the Jai Mata di, sorry, not Jai Mata di, uh, Bharat Mata ki Jai controversy. <laughs> Uh, the other that uh, was on 8 o'clock on Times Now was Kangana Ritik. I'll ask you one, I'll try to ask you an intelligent question and then I'll ask you the voyeuristic question. So first the intelligent you question. Can actually frame an intelligent question on this one, I want to know. Sorry? You can actually frame an intelligent question on this issue, yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I'd like to know, I have seen, you know, even uh, CNN or Fox may not be an intelligent channel, but you know, mainstream, uh, you know, Western channels, they can discuss a spat without it necessarily becoming tabloid. I've seen it happen, you know, or even when Brangelina happened, I remember a lot of Western coverage on it. Um, right. uh, th there have been clashes. Uh, I was about to say George Clooney's wife, man that I am, uh, but I won't say that. Amal <laughs> Amaluddin. Uh, sorry? Amal Amaluddin. Amal Amaluddin. Uh, and you know, her husband. And her husband. I hope I got that uh, right. I, I've, I've seen their, I'm not just talking about her activist life, their other life discussed. In India, when, when do you think it's okay to have a Bollywood story such as this on prime time or is it never okay? No, I, I, I mean, I think one of the reasons why we watch television is also to entertain ourselves and that is 
that will continue to be the reality. And if if people are going to have a conversation about Ritik Roshan and Kangana Ranaut, then why not have it on TV? I mean, it's not going to make it any less than what people are discussing and yeah, but reflecting what people are talking about in their drawing rooms anyway. I'm saying at one level, of course, these are actors and they work in the movies and movies are made in every part of the world in, in every part of India also. Uh, but that's not what show business is. Show business is is the fact that, that they're actually characters of our own lives. Uh, you know, they're, they're running stories uh, around us. And this then goes from being private to fully public when there's a whole piece written by Kangana herself who is quoted as a friend, uh, you know, giving out details <laughs> of her life. And, uh, and then there is, of course, uh, Ritik Roshan, who is filing out, like, you know, legal, you know, sent a legal notice and will be doing, you know, filing a lawsuit on this particular thing. So it's, it's, it's in public domain. Now, if you want to talk about it, I think it's perfectly fine. I, I mean, so long as you're not being derogatory, and I don't think, uh, well, I've, I don't remember the, the Times Now thing, but um, so I don't know how has, they uh, in treatment. Has Ritik got all his fingers in the pie? That's what I want to know. Uh, in what sense? What a mean joke. <laughs> yeah, what a mean joke. I, uh, Very mean. I'm sorry, what do you mean? No, but tell me, uh, is this, uh, I mean, I, I just like to know, you know, I believe when the Chetan Bhagat Amir Khan spat happened, I don't know if it's true or not, you know, they said mysteriously it happened just when, I think there was some film that was being released, uh, Three, Three Idiots, yeah. I think. Then some right. other spat because he happened. was not credited enough, he thought, because he was not in the opening credits, he was right. in the closing credits. So, I mean, I'm just wondering, is it, um, uh, is stuff like this choreographed? Is that a possibility? Uh, not really. I mean, you can, you can sense when something is, um, and it's become so obvious now that most people see through it. The, the choreographed ones, and it's usually done by very B-grade uh, type movies and you know, try to create a controversy which doesn't work now because it's become passe. But these things, I think these are, these are you know, this whole thing about movie stars talking to each other through the press, is, is a long, long tradition in India of, you know, this happening. And of course, now it's mainstream only. It would happen on, on say, Stardust magazine or, you know, similar um, uh, tabloidy uh, film, uh, you know, film fanzines. But it's just that now the, the, the mainstream press picks it up because I'm presuming how much can you hear of the same Bharat Mata ki nonsense here, trust me. I'd rather hear some, you know, juicy bits about Hrithik uh, Roshan's life or Kangana Granath's life than, you know, yet another MP saying something really stupid that's not going to... Okay, one more know, question. It doesn't even amuse me. Yeah. In, you know, uh, uh, sorry, Deepanjana, you want to say something before I ask? I was, I, I did want to come in with one thing, like uh, Mike was saying, that there is a very long tradition of people in Indian cinema talking to each other through the media. It's not just through tabloidy press. Um, Satyajit Ray and Brunal Sen had a famous, famous argument over uh, letters to editor, I think it was to the statesman at that time, um, over, the, over what an art film is supposed to be and what is an art film and whether it, there is such a thing as an art film. They could totally have picked up the phone or actually visited each other at that point of time. They knew each other, were friends, etc., etc. But they argued it out very publicly over letters to editor. So it, this is very, it's a very old and old art tradition for us. Yeah, I so think uh, they, hang they, on a second, you're talking about Satyajit Ray and Rinal Sain and Hrithik Roshan and Kangana Narod. Okay, that's <laughs> good. All right. I'm being boring I'm sorry. <laughs> See, trust, trust the bong to like make it boring. <laughs> no, but, but I, I think people still do that. You could have a fight by inboxing each other, but people don't know each other's timelines. So I think there is something to be said about, you know, having a public spat when you have an audience, you react differently. Uh, you know, if, if it was behind closed doors, you may say sorry and go back. But when it's in front of people, you want to hold your ground. But uh, uh, Mayank, you know, uh, political journalists are often criticized, and I think rightly so, even though uh, Shekhar Gupta has often told us the virtues of access journalism, that uh, access journalism is, is, is just wrong. Because to get access to someone, you have to pander to that person. And then you can't do your journalism. So, but yet, that has been the go-to model for successful journalism in India for very long. If you get access, aapki balle balle. Uh, and that has been proved by, you know, whichever channel or whichever journalist got a Padma Shri at whatever time. It was mm. because they had access to whoever was important at the time. Uh, 
Uh, and I just like to add here the most famous journalist of my lifetime, that is uh, Madhu Trehan has not won any Padma award, and I think that is <laughs> shocking in <laughs> itself. But but maybe that's a badge of honor. That's yeah, maybe it is. But in in your journalism, access is everything, right? Because the star is the story. How do you resolve that? How do you resolve having to report on someone and then be cut out of their inner circle? Yeah, you know, I think what what's even trickier with entertainment journalism as against political journalism is that if you if you have access to a politician, there are lots of favors that he can grant you. Like maybe not just particularly to you, mm. but um, of course there's much less license Raj now. But it's a lot, a lot still, a lot of discretionary power still rests with politicians. So you can get a lot besides just a Padmashri. You know, it could just be a reservation to a you know, train ticket or something. Well, but with with these uh, entertainment guys, you get nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they keep you know bring you nothing. And yet, all you see around you are people who are only too happy because Shahrukh Khan said hi to them. I think I think the sort of people who join entertainment journalism, and I don't want to generalize, but a lot of them that I've that I've sort of worked with, is I think they have a very low self-esteem, yeah? and they get really happy with with association uh, of a celebrity, and that and then I think a lot of them are actually huge fans. And that's the reason why they joined the profession in the first place. And it's and, the, and it's a fan finally meeting that particular moment that he'd always dreamt of, which is why you see much less critical um, or critique, um, so to say, of of a lot of Bollywood work. But but and, but and the people also. Yeah, but in the case of political journalism, you know, you you can get a story. You can you, you know you can break a story because some RTI se kuch nikalaya. You found some corruption there. No, no, some you can get far more stories but, in entertainment if you don't know the guy, because you know if you know the the. Red, the entourage the, the hmm. is where the stories come out from anyway. Of course, you can't like maybe not run a byline and stuff like that. Right. Um, you know, but you you get far more information. So, so you mean actually not close to that. Uh, you can thrive as a journalist in showbiz without having access. That's possible. That that is the way to do it. That is the only way to do it. Absolutely. Because all the information is around. It's not with them. They're not going to give you anything that you want, which will be of any use to your newspaper. You know, besides besides how great they are. In fact, Abhinandan, I think what even since we're comparing various journalism, I think the worst of the lot is is uh, is sports. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, they never write anything about any sports because there are only eleven of them, that be, and all of them need to butter the same eleven people, right? Right. And we, but what is sports journalism? It's basically cricket journalism. Right. There are only eleven players playing for the Indian cricket team. So it's crazy how all my sports journalist friends seem to know so much about all their lives, but it will never see, you know, it will never, you'll never see it in print because they just behold him because their whole profession gets over if if they don't have access because there is not there isn't that much of an entourage in that sense. I see. Show business. Uh, Deepan, you were saying since you've also done your fair share of film reviews, when you've given a bad review, have you ever been disinvited from the next premiere? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh really? Of course. Oh dear. Of course. So then but what I, you watch a then no, you watch a pirated me, print. Let me say here, all right? Huh. Um, By the way, let me say I loved I loved uh, the Panjana's review of Himalaya Putra that she gave five stars to it. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no, just he's joking. <laughs> huh, sorry, you were he, saying. These are the ones I don't even know what he said, but okay. Huh. <laughs> anyway. Huh. No, uh, what I was going to say is that so far as uh, not having access, I think Mayank is on the money when he says for entertainment journalism, the best way to do it is to not have access. Um, I think it's become harder and harder to do entertainment journalism because so much of the interest in terms of what gets published is in celebrity pieces, right? Puff pieces that are profiles and things like that. Hmm. And for that, you have to go through PR. And that's never going to be a fun or even interesting story, but we believe that that will get the eyeballs, and I guess to some extent it does. If you want to do the real story, for that you don't need access of that sort at all. I mean, I never had it um, when I started, uh, uh, you know, editing the entertainment section, and it didn't hold me into bad stead, quite frankly. Uh, as far as reviewing is concerned, I think that distance is critically important. Because you you ultimately are judging something that a large number of people have invested an enormous time of their life in, right? Whether it's mm. good, bad, mediocre is irrelevant. Right. Months has been spent. There are careers that are pinned on this. There are livelihoods that are pinned on this, right? Right. So when I, as a critic, turn around and say that, well, this was rubbish, of course it hurts. And of course, they take it personally. 
Yeah, I I'm never surprised by that, frankly. I actually had a very interesting, uh, I mean, I'll just read this little anecdote, then we can get to Anand and <clears throat> Manisha. I think it was 1996 or 1997 when uh, uh, Love Story had come and gone and Kareeb, a film by Vidhuvan Chopra was being kind of announced. Hmm. Uh, are you familiar with it? Dipanjana Mayank or are you yeah, too yeah, young? I know another movie, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, I was I think a 21 or 22 year old reporter and in Manesar he was having this launch. And in my interview, I asked him that, uh, you know, after 1942, which wasn't very successful and, you know, it, uh, and, and then I asked some dumb question or whatever I could muster up to ask. Now, in front of an entire auditorium, he says, Tum kya jante? 1942 was a super hit. And he gave it off to me. And I also got really pissed off. Now, I didn't know that his wife, Anupama, was uh, with India today, I was also with India today, but she was in Bombay. So she was sitting next to my colleague, GD. So I, went, I said, who the fuck does he think he is? Yeah, wo tunta She's, and she was like kicking my shin. Shh, shh. So I'm like, why are you kicking me? She said, have you met other This is with his wife. I said, oh, hello, sorry. Now, as luck would have it, I went to take a piss and I was standing in the cubicle next to Vidhu. So although we had just had a fight, ab you can't help it. Ab wahan, ab kar rahe, ab jo kar rahe. So he said, he, he turned to me and said, Ki, uh, and his brother just the face yeah <laughs> just the face <laughs> his brother Veer had kind of you know <laughs> calmed everyone down he's okay stop fighting you two yevo I said you know you're too touchy he says you don't understand making a movie is like giving birth to a child I have just given birth to a child and you've told me my child is ugly that's how I got upset it's not like I have anything against you yeah but I don't think you said the child is ugly the child hasn't made much money <laughs> 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 I mean, so I was just saying, so I got what he was saying, but at the mm. same time, if you hold your child up and say, isn't it beautiful? And someone said, no, then you got to deal with exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, the flip side, of course, is that it's not a home movie. You have made it for public consumption. And once it's out in the big wide world, horrible people like me will turn around and say it was crap. Hmm. Hmm. So, uh, so what do you want to go with next? Anand, what else dominated the headlines? Uh, but before I do that, I just like to plug SoundCloud. You can also access News Laundry Hafta on SoundCloud, but you won't find the links to the reference articles there. You'll have to come to our website page for that. And uh, remember, when the public pays, the public is served and corporations pay, corporations are served. Uh, Anand, what do you want to go with next? Um, Shakti Man. Yes, okay. Okay, right. so uh, Manisha, you haven't spoken to Manisha. Long. No, so Anand and I were discussing, in fact, that uh, it was pretty badly reported, and some of the critique that uh, India Today and other channels got uh, was pretty correct. Some of the critique on Twitter that they got, because uh, most of the headlines led with BJP MLA thrashed the horse or beat it to pulp. And when you watch the two videos that they were presenting, None of this really happened in these two videos. Now, it's obvious that obviously the, the horse did get hurt because of the mayhem, because of the rowdiness of these BJP guys. Hmm. But that's enough. And why do you need to take it to the next level and say he was beating him to pulp? It's good enough to say that these guys were rowdy. They didn't know how to behave. They, you know, completely bothered the horse and whatever. You don't have to go to the level of saying he was being beaten up. I think it was completely... Right, so we'll just get Mayank back online, we can carry on. Uh, Anand, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, initially I went by, as I always do, uh, much sometimes to my detriment, uh, went by the initial reports. Hmm. And all the initial reports, especially of India Today, was, you know, uh, that this guy really, you know, beat up the horse to hmm. pulp, thrashed the horse with a Beats stick. Beats up a horse, like you, you have to be careful, yeah. you say charging at a horse or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and... Uh, so obviously my outrage was that and anybody is any sensible person a lot of in fact people across the board hmm. uh, uh, you know blasted this bjp mla uh, you know uh, because this is a insane act and then and rightly so whatever they were doing was bad enough yes you know yes uh, charging at a horse right, and right. creating the kind of ruckus that they yeah, were absolutely yeah i mean they, they, you know I, I don't find any reason why this this guy was wielding a lati and uh, if not charging in fact he was charging at the horse, he was beating the, the ground with it yeah, yeah. and he was uh, battling with the policemen as well. So, I mean, that itself is... Uh, he was been arrested today and his right. daughter says that it's politically motivated. Although I believe the maximum fine for causing hurt to an animal is 100 rupees or something. 
so I don't think they'll really yeah hundred yeah. rupees yeah so yeah Dipanjana what do you think of the coverage of the Shakti Man issue I just I uh, I mean Manisha and I have spoken about this as well I was equally just amazed that we had to push it to this uh, you know melodramatic pitch as if unless unless an animal has been beaten hmm. it, it's just not news. And it's particularly problematic to me that you're going to politicize. I mean, that this is going to take the kind of political flavor that it did, frankly. I mean, it was like it was like this whole incident was being used to vilify a BJP worker. Now, the the guy was waving a lathi and charging at an animal. There was somebody else who dragged this poor animal down. I don't know what party they're from or if they're from any party at all. I mean. There, it doesn't matter what political affiliation these people have, quite frankly. But the whole thing just got this uh, political flavor, uh, and that was the whole point of it, really. Right. So, um, uh, you have anything to add, Mayank, on that issue? You know, the way I see it, it's a social media story rather than anything else. And thank God that these things happen. But this, these kind of videos keep coming out almost on a daily basis. And as you said, it's only 100 rupees. Fine, because obviously we don't take these things far too seriously. But that's that's the new world, and I'm so, I'm sort of glad that you know there are videos that come out, and somebody gets shamed uh, enough for for doing what they did. Right. Um, okay. Uh, we'll just move on and, to. But I mean, there's an interesting aspect attached to that, which I you know maybe it's not linked, but I quite liked. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, not in this instance because I I thought Menaka Gandhi was a bit misinformed, hmm. but earlier I liked her uh, uh, you know fight for banning. Uh, the bear, uh, uh, you know, bear dance, dancing thing, bears, uh, dancing bears, and monkeys, and all that. Mm. And I feel it is it is outrageous for us to keep uh, animals in the zoo. Right. And I think sooner or later we would realize that you know this is something which is so disgusting. Mm. You know, this is how we feel about you know people trap trap these animals, and for what odd reason do we you know people come and and in fact in the 40s and the 50s in Austria. There used to be human zoos where they would keep African African right. children, hmm. like they keep tigers and uh, yeah. monkeys now. In fact, I've seen an human image. Zoos. There's a photograph yes. from the US. Uh, someone shared it. Yes. Of, I, mean, I think it's one of the few photographs of yes. uh, uh, Aboriginal family in a zoo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, so in, in so Austria, I, I'll you know we can move on to the next. I on on animal cruelty. I, I will say this. I often don't feel I have the moral authority to speak because I'm a non-vegetarian. And I, I love don't know, myself. a lot of people think that, but do you think this is cruelty. connected? No, no, you know, I don't know. Here's, see, here, here's, here's what I say. I've tried to think this through. And honestly, I, I, I don't think it's nice to like, cause pain to animals to have fun, just like, for the fuck of it. But I do admit, uh, somewhat guiltily, because a lot of my friends are animal lovers and they love their dogs like people. For me, it's a dog, it's not a person. I, I can't identify with someone who cries when like, an animal dies. I, 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 I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's right or wrong. So, and I relish meat. So, I but do you think one loses the moral authority to outrage about a horse, about Shakti no, no, Man because that he is fine. Meat? I'm talking about his other thing about animals in zoos. Right, but so but I, I agree about the Shakti Man. You can't be, but animals in zoos. You know, I, I don't know. You know, uh, you guys want to weigh in, Deepanjana and and Mayank. I mean, I think yeah, it I is a good learning. I've, I've been to the, sorry, I've been to the Singapore Zoo, and I think it's a fantastic zoo. I think the animals are, you know, okay, uh, but yeah, I conceptually it seems pretty warped to keep something caged so that you can look at it. Mayank, you were saying? No, no. I think I think what you're talking about was it doesn't break your heart in the same way that it does other people. When they, you know, there's so many of these cat videos as we see, and and you know, even uh, from both ends, because those very cute cat videos and uh, animal videos in general, and then the ones where you know. The public is shaming those who are you know trying to hit a dog. This is like you know this is everybody's Facebook feed on a daily basis. I I agree with you on the front that it really you know even I don't get like so badly attached to it because maybe that's how we're built. But that doesn't make it right, of course. Yeah, of course. No, I'm talking about the zoo. You you think it's? I miss. I I didn't know that you guys had a zoo conversation. No, them. right now Anand just said that you know keeping animals in a zoo is also really uh, barbaric. It's it's a primitive kind of mindset. Right, but having them on the street isn't the best. Idea, <laughs> but at least they're free. Uh, uh, but uh, I, I can't. Not the jungle. I mean, you mean, you're okay with sanctuaries, though. Yeah. Uh, people driving into. But is she saying something? No, she was just over talking. She's like she does Arnab all the time. She just cross talks. She's just so. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Uh, 
National parks are a bit different from you know. Yeah, that's they're zoos. still running wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I think they're no, no, in the cage. No, but national parks are very problematic because I don't know. Uh, I know Abhinandan, you're a radio lab fan, so maybe you've uh, you've heard this program as well. But you know, it takes an the enormous hunter. amount of money to run these national parks, and so it's a very very standard process to auction off the killing of a particular animal in a reserve, and you know, a rare animal. They will uh, allow a hunter to come and kill that animal for an enormous amount of money. Now, that is very problematic to me. Sure. Yeah, but I the episode you're talking about is when that dentist his picture yes. went viral for yeah. and and then a, a hunter made a very compelling case that he paid some six hundred thousand US dollars or something to hunt some Lion. endangered species and and. That six hundred thousand dollars goes on to protect so many other animals. Yeah, I agree. It's it's a, it's a. But again, you know, one, one fact that you mentioned. I mean, I, I take exception to that. You said that you know I I don't want to weigh too much on it because I'm a meat eater. I don't want to talk about cruelty. I I don't think one you know cruelty has got anything to do with if someone is a non-vegetarian at all. I mean that is. Why would you? You know, it's like. No, I agree, but Anand, if one is actually concerned about animal cruelty, one we should as meat eaters just not be eating any of. I mean, pretty much any of the chickens that are produced industrially. And I could have. They are. I couldn't drink meat. They are raised in just such horrific conditions yeah. that when we support that industry by buying them, we are supporting. Them being treated terribly. Yeah, I'll give you an idea. On that I was, point, yes. I mean, and, the current situation. And I could have pretended ignorance, but now with you know people sharing videos, this is how your cows are kept. You know all those farms. This is how pigs are kept. This is how you've seen that. This is how KFC that hidden camera shoot inside. <coughs> now you know how they're kept, so you can't even pretend. मुझे तो पता नहीं था. And there was this appalling video of they went inside a, a chick factory where yeah. they. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's yeah. So I mean. It's but a, you see again. Remember when it's cruelty. You talk about cruelty against uh, animals. Uh, then you have to uh, extend it to cruelty against living beings. So every moment you breathe, you you actually killing billions of bacteria. That, that actually that is the you one see? that wh where does it stop? Like yes. these mosquitoes. So anyway, okay, this is getting complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Now um, we'll just move on to. We have just time for one more issue. After that, I just like all our panelists to think about one article or two that they can suggest to our viewers, to our listeners that would add value to their lives. But before we do that. uh the india today conclave uh, where madhu is today which is why she couldn't join us uh had a whole bunch of interviews i thought um some of them were really interesting the survivor from uh, uh isis uh, was was that him the first one on the first day of of the conclave and then there was the interview of the rss gentleman and amit shah uh, i thought that was very interesting that interview i think it's very instructive like i've already said And um, any Sorry, other news? Sorry, did, did you just say ISIS and RSS in the same breath? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in different contexts. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyone wants to has anything to suggest before we wind up? Uh, articles. Yeah, articles or TV shows or any documentary that you think was great. Um, there was a great article on this guy who's been stalking a Bloomberg journalist. Hmm. Did you see that one? No. Who's been stalking? What is stalking. it? Stalking. Yeah. Uh there was this guy who um who went to these truly terrifying lengths to uh troll a journalist and she was uh, and it's uh, it's a it's a terrifying story. Uh I would recommend you read it. Interesting. Um, it just uh, it really gives you a sense of how demonic the world of the internet can be. 
And this is somebody, it's not like, you know, this is a Bloomberg journalist, so not really somebody who doesn't have the resources to fight, etc., etc. But, but when the medium by which this hate is being directed is the internet, then it just it just spirals out of control sometimes. And this was, uh, yeah, terrifying and great. And do they catch the guy who's been stalking? Oh, they know who the guy is. They That's know. really not the problem. Uh, but you should read it. It's, uh, it's scary. I see. Um, Anand? Yeah, I mean, I, I quite liked um, this JNU professor's Malakand Paranjpe's rejoinder or rebuttal in, in Scroll. This was published uh, yesterday, I think. Mm. I and read his earlier one. This is a different one. Uh, this was a different one. This was a rebuttal to? This was a rebuttal to uh, his colleague objecting to, uh, you know, his speech. Or oh, yes, yes. Something I, that he he wrote an earlier one, then yes. that lady wrote one, why, right. uh, as yeah. a professor, this is what yes. you make your class yes. interesting. Yes. And yes. Got it, yeah. And w what it actually exhibited was the extent to which, uh, uh, you know, the way students, <laughs> I mean, in Kanahiya, I would, you know, I mean, he actually, in, in quite detail, he, uh, you know, he narrated how Kanahiya behaved or misbehaved with him which was very revealing and it's not just his point of view because I've seen the video uh, and I, I thought Kanaya behaved in a very inappropriate fashion. Uh, but having said that, I, I think I, I really like the sort of almost, uh, uh, you know, hesitate to use the word professorial, a very nice, genteel nature of this, this person. Yeah, and that's true. Out of this genuine He's willing to take all points of views and, you know, yeah. he's willing to discuss and he's not, he's not afraid of being wrong, being wrong in his argument, you know, and not afraid to, uh, afraid to ask or answer silly questions. Uh, breath of fresh air. Hmm. I think the Jainiro has... Uh, uh, Manisha? So, uh, Arnav Goswami's primetime show on marital rape, I think he did a fabulous job of conducting it and he really took that Rahul Ishwar and Shazia Ilmi and this another lady. Uh, the kind of things that were being said... Uh, it was appalling to have women on the panel who couldn't know the difference between conjugal rights and rape. So their whole argument was, but how can you deny conjugal rights? How can you deny conjugal rights? And Arnab, I think, did a fabulous job of uh, conducting that uh, Musar show. And he gave this really good example. He's like, you know, you're saying it's within family, so let's not legalize, let's not bring in law. That is the same thing you'd say for murder also, or for cheat or theft, that, oh, it's your brother murdering you, so it's just within family, let's not, it's not a crime if... And he was saying that rape is still rape, it's still a crime, it doesn't matter who does it. So I think he, he really did a great job of that. And there's one very interesting Pew research hmm. on politics, media and polarization, hmm. uh, where they have um, uh, interviewed uh, online adults. And they've come out with very interesting things on uh, consistent liberals and consistent conservatives and how they view news. So consistent conservatives are more likely to be suspicious of news. And they are less likely to get their news from a lot of news sources. Whereas consistent liberals uh, trust news more and they cite a lot more news sources. Which I think is very true for a lot of, I think it's a lot of true for people in India too. At least in my circle. Uh, my, I noticed Mayang, that with... Mayang, before we come to you, on this, you know, since you brought up this whole uh, rape, this thing, I'm, I'm going to say something that may make me very unpopular. But I mean, I, I was just trying to keep an open mind during this debate. And I was, I, I mean, I understand that, of course, there is a concept like marital rape. But legally, is it possible to, to kind of look at it the same way as one does rape? Because what I'm saying is that when you marry someone, right, it just gets a little more complicated in the sense that there is some, an, an assumption that, yes, at least we... I don't know how to articulate this without sounding like someone from the RSS, but, but, but what I'm saying is, it's not the same. I think it's it's complicated. I was just trying to kind of figure it out. Or, or am I just... Um, but no, how I, is I, sexual... I but isn't the point kind of basic that mm. when you have sex with somebody, mm. do they want to have sex at that point of time? Mm. If they do not want to have sex at that point of time, whether or not they're married to you, you don't have sex with them. Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, th that's the obvious yes or no. That's so, you know, if you've beaten someone up and, and had sex. But, you know, when you see cases like he promised to marry me but didn't marry me. So now it's rape. He, or, uh, you know, a lot of times we do things which we don't want to do because it's, it's not forced upon you. But 
just to maintain peace you do it and i'm not i'm talking you do this with family i mean i won't do it with someone from the outside mm-hmm. but you know sometimes you just so it's it's not as easy as it is to i again i keep saying that i understand that the concept exists and there are times when it's black and white but within marriage will there be times let's say i people are complicated right our personalities are complicated some of us can feel one way one moment and another another moment now let's say i do something whether it's sex or anything else which i didn't want to do but i just want to get the guy off my back theek hai fuck it and tomorrow i hated myself for it why did i give in hmm. is that rape or is that not rape do you get what i'm saying uh, i mean i yeah. i don't want to get too graphic into how it actually plays out physically but i'm i i just i i urge you to just let your imagination play on this that you physically are not really interested in sex and the dude's a bit you know frisky and says okay fine you know let's just get this done and and or you're like girl, okay or, fuck, or the, or the, the but see, that that's i think where our that's where we sort of culturally not we only in india but just generally across the world globally marriage as a concept has been about uh, has had that pr for that matter of um wives in particular being told that there are certain things you just grit your teeth you know lie back and think of england basically hmm. hmm that's and it's not just in terms of sex and a lot of things we sort of uh, are socialized to think that a certain degree of lack of agency is okay that you should not expect to have a say and be heard in every aspect of this relationship and I, that is fundamentally what's wrong with the idea of marriage i agree it, i it I, is, i agree with you but when it comes to rape i mean i i get what you're saying as a as a social phenomenon it is but see, the thing is that rape is not i mean rape is not anything more complicated than just this basic idea there is no consent yeah and hmm. i mean if i can just add two points to what dipanjana is saying Uh, I mean, and then many people have, in my opinion, wrongly uh, drawing the analogy with the dowry, anti-dowry law. Okay, section four nine eight. Sorry, I'm not. What's the analogy? That's so what they're done? saying is that many men have been wrongly implicated hmm. just because the uh, uh, the uh, the right. wife has accused this person of, and it's a non-bailable. It's a non-bailable law offense. Okay, but the point is that doesn't make the law bad. Exactly. It just means you have to investigate yeah. it further, and so you know, it's like if uh, if one person. if two people are not consenting to a sexual act and the other person says well this is rape you have to investigate it you mm. can't say look you alleging it wrongly or something so it is not this is not an excuse that uh, the law is bad no mm. it's just you're right it's it's a lot more difficult in, than in the marriage. normal case of uh, a rape because you know the person is not married to uh, uh, you know the perpetrator but at the same time you you cannot not investigate a crime Hmm. I mean, a rape or a sexual abuse is an. Uh, and let me also add to that. The second point is that we're talking. We're not lawyers. We're not judges. We're not experienced in the the realm of law. But if you remember, after Nirbhaya, uh, uh, the Nirbhaya case, uh, Justice Verma, a hugely respected judge, late late Justice Verma, he uh, prepared a 630-page report in 29 days. Yeah. Yeah. And there he said, we must implement. we must bring a law rape. against marital rape and yes. it is such reasoned judgment is about you know goes on about 10 15 pages and i really recommend people it's available on the web one should read that judgment it's such a reasoned judgment of why we should have a law against marital rape so when mm. you know someone who's experienced in the uh, in the field of law it's all right we're discussing this but you know when someone like justice verma says something we must you know take care of that Thank you. Thank you. I just want to add one little thing uh, because we were talking about recommendations and we just spoke about consent. Uh, everyone should uh, go and watch Agents of Ishq's uh, video on consent. Um, Agents of Ishq, did you say? Hilarious and adorable. Agents of Ishq. Ishq. Agents of Ishq. I see. It's a sex ed website. I see. That's started by a documentarian Parmeet Bhavra and some other people. I see. Um it's great. Right. Mayank you have something to recommend to our listeners before we say goodbye? Yeah, I mean uh, since we talked about Kanaiya before this uh I let a very passionate piece by uh, Kiran Agarkar, you know, he wrote an open letter to Kanaiya on Instagram that sort of was quite well written. Um 
news media. I thought that piece on uh, uh, Subhash Chandra and, and his rise in the wire was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always knew him to be a RSS card holder, but I didn't know that he was very close to Rajiv Gandhi and used to give plane tickets to the Gandhi family. Um, <laughs> so quite clearly, you know, he's he's smarter than. than he's that. like the Congress. Whatever's convenient <laughs> at the time, bro. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but hey, I mean, uh, it's a Friday, and I watched this lovely film, Kapoor and Sun. Right. You must catch. I, I was quite surprised by how good the film turned out to be. I like that song. Ladki beautiful. No, no, but it's a you know it's a very intimate and very personal film. I thought it'd be one of those hardcore Bollywood types. Okay. That, you know songs like this, but it you know of course there's an element of that and there's like all these movie stars and stuff. Hmm. But it's a very very uh, hmm. strong statement on family and and of course not dysfunctionality of it, but the, but the reality of Indian urban family. But, but is it all about loving your parents or not? No, no, it's just the reverse. <laughs> okay. But, none, but it's in that. Oh. <laughs> to say grey zone yeah okay but i mean before before we go we can't let mayank go without asking him mayank which is the in your opinion the best indian film in your opinion and the best indian film in the last 10 years last 10 years yeah. hmm. ah tough for me it's uh, easy gulal huh for me it's easy gulal oh really hmm. i mean i i could even go with something like gang to vasipur i thought i thought it's pretty strong and the way you know it affected me in some way uh and speaking of which, I think Satya is the best Indian film according to me wow. that I've seen. Okay. Uh, and before that, Bandit Queen. Uh, best see. Indian, matlab Bollywood, whatever. I'm sure there are lots of regional films also which hmm. uh, which would qualify. But yeah, I think uh, you know if you don't put a timeline to it, I would go with Satya. Not Monsoon Wedding. Monsoon Wedding. You know, <laughs> if you love Monsoon Wedding, I think you like this Kapoor and Sun. Very similar. Okay. In its approach. I worked on Monsoon Wedding as a camera oh, assistant. Nice. Uh, but I th- I think we can, we should ask Dips this as well. This yeah, Dipanjana. If I was coming to her, Dipanjana, the best Indian film ever and the best Indian film in the last ten years. Oh man, I have no idea. Best <laughs> Indian film ever. Actually, that I think I can say. For me, it's Charunata. I knew you. I just knew it. <laughs> I know. I'm very predictable that way. I'm very predictable. Uh, But in the last ten years, I don't know. It's actually, I think we've actually been having better and better films happening in the last ten years. Uh, every year brings in a couple of little films that you don't expect will be as good as they are. So it's it's really tough to tell. Um, I think in the last five years, I would say for me the best was Queen. Which one? Queen. 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 I see. In the last five years, ten years, I'm struggling a little bit because you know, my, I have the memory of a goldfish as well. But yeah, it would probably be actually Queen would probably be one of the standouts for me in the last decade. Yeah. Wow. Great. Okay. Thank you all very much. Thanks, Mayank. Thank you. Good luck with your book, and hopefully we'll catch up with you. Yeah, and by please, that time, please plug it again. Name, place, animal. Name, place, animal. Thing is the name of the book. Go buy it. It's available on Flipkart. I hope it is. I'm just saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it is. And we'll we'll one of us either Dipanjana or Anand or me would have read it by the time your book is launched. So then we can interview on it. Super. Right? Sounds good. Thanks, Dipanjana. Thank you. Look forward to getting you here thank in you. Delhi now. Bye. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you, our viewers. Uh, remember, when the public pays, the public is served. Thank you for your support. Support independent media. Support News Laundry. If you don't like us, support some other independent media of your choice. Click on I pay to keep news free. And now we will leave you with a song. And today's song is from the film Charulata. Uh, since our new managing editor thinks it is one of the finest ever, if not the finest, we will leave you with this song. Join us again for half an next week. Until then, goodbye and good luck. Ami chini go chini tomare, ogo bideshini. Ami chini go chini tomare, ogo bideshini. सिंधु पारे तुम्हें था को सिंधु पारे ओ गोविदेशिनी ओ गोविदेशिनी कैच ऑल न्यू एपिसोड्स ऑफ एनएल हफ्ता ऑन न्यूज़ लॉन्ड्री.कॉम एंड फॉलो अस ऑन ट्विटर एंड फेसबुक